Welcome back, Beard Watch Podcast, episode 283, Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement. Back again, Duval is back, Jeeves is back, everyone's back. It's uh, almost the end of March. It feels like this month is like gone by slow, but then fast at some point. I mean, last week we had uh, St. Patrick's Day, but yeah, here we are. Duvall still struggling over there, so we'll let Jeeves start it off while he's figuring out his uh, audio shenanigans. Jeeves, man, in your detention center again. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> Just chilling. Not not too much going on at work. A little slow. Boss is out for the next two days, so it's always good. So we um, we got to get yeah. like a, a sign or something to hang behind you at old girl's place, just so you don't look like you're on your like release date from the prison. You know what I mean? I do. <laughs> But if you're looking for me, it's Jeeves1988 on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Duvall seems settled now. Got the white wine rolling. How we doing, Duvall? I'm doing pretty good, man. I still don't have my, my headphones, man, so I can really be locked in. But, you know, <laughs> if you hear echoes or anything, just let me know. But I'm good, man. Thanks for having me as always, man. Uh, it is. March is almost ending. So this year is already speed by. But if you're looking for me, just Duvall on Instagram, Rod versus Duvall on Twitter. All right, and for me, J-Roll Nation on Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook, and obviously you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good places, and then our YouTube videos. We finally got the chance to record some Switch videos that we'll be releasing, Beerio Carts here soon. We will say this, uh, Logan, my sister's boyfriend, has been cheating. He has been in the lab a lot longer and racked, he stacked up a couple wins on this past Saturday, so he built a little lead because he has been in the lab just working on his uh, Mario Kart game. He called us all pretty faded, trying to figure out the new controls and all that stuff. So he's got him a little lead. We'll have to come back on him and try to get some more W's over him here shortly. But we got some more taste tests coming up, did some Birio Kart, so all that good stuff. And then, of course, with the draft almost about a month away, we will do our reaction video again for the draft. I am glad that the Panthers held on to their sixth pick, so we at least will have, and I think it's going to be a big one, and we can talk about that here in a little bit because I know our guest is a, is a Panther fan as well, so we'll save that, but you know, go follow us on They See Me Rolling at the YouTube and all that good stuff, and if you want to partake in our draft video, either come down to the basement, or if you got other plans, just record your reaction to whenever your favorite team makes their pick. Send. I want your, your face reaction, not like the phone at the TV. I want your face reaction and just record it, send it to me, and I'll put you in our video. If you want to see what we did the past two years, we've done some of that. So we've done that for the Hornets, we've done that for the Panthers, all that good stuff. So let's get to our guest. He is, Nathan was on the pod. He's been on the pod since we started. So it's Nathan's wife's sister's boyfriend. Hung out with him a couple weeks ago, about a month or so ago, at the Air yeah. Church concert. He sat uh, with us up there. Jesus was a couple rows away as well, but we all... We kind of like uh, bar-gated. We went to a bar, got some food, got some beers, took some shots, and then walked into the Uptown Arena and then drank some more beers. Very expensive. Just tried not to look at the tab when you go to Uptown. The beers in the arena. It's unreal. And then all got pretty faded. Enjoyed the concert. Had a good time. So, Alex, man, how you doing? I'm doing well. Glad to be here. Good, good, good. So, before we started recording, and I even asked you this when we got to the bar, because I always kept asking Nate why, you know, your Instagram handles got squid in it, all this stuff. What is it? Duval was going to ask, too. So tell the people who don't know, why were, yeah. why do you have squid and all that stuff in, your, right. in your handles? 
Well, it goes back to uh, freshman year of college. We were down in Kiowa for spring break, and uh, I just always say it comes to my mind. My, my best friend from Jersey starts ripping on me. He's like, oh, I'm going to call you Squid from Rocket Power. You're like nerdy kid with big fun of him. Oh, no, I hate that name. And about a couple hours later, had a, had a four loco, and he's uh, puking in, uh, in the kitchen, like, oh, Squid Eggs. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost kind of like how Jeeves got his name. Jeeves, years ago, we had we still have this beer pong table where, you know, the white one where you can sign it or whatever it is, and we did that. And I we had known Jeeves for four or five years, and all of a sudden Jeeves signed the table. We were in college by then, and he puts, you know, Jay Vasquez, a.k.a. Jeeves, and me and Nate look at each other and we're like, Jeeves? No one's called you Jeeves. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, man, back in, like, fifth grade, somebody called me that because I look like the guy from Men in Black who gets his head blown off. We were like, oh, okay, so you just don't. I think like, now you're going to get called Jeeves because you just donned it yourself. So very similar to your scenario. And then he, he of course, throwed up everywhere as, anytime he drinks, too. So very, very similar on those scenarios. Yep. <laughs> So, Ooh, four loco, that's tough. Yeah, was it one? Yeah. Of, was yeah. it one of the originals that, that that before the band, or was it after the band? I, I might have been after the band. Okay, okay. Oh, well, oh, you were living good then. Yeah, you had the one pre-band, then, then we, I could understand because everybody's had a rough night with those. Ooh. I know I had. Yeah, it was back in uh, twenty thirteen or fourteen. I oh yeah, the band came yeah, post band. Yeah, oh, you need like that oh seven oh eight. Yeah. Unless you caught like a bad one that they had stopped releasing and they just left it sitting in there, you might have got lucky. And got now a bad that's one. Uh, that brings up a funny story. So yeah, you're what? How old are you, Alex? Uh, uh twenty-eight. So you're twenty. So you're what? Five five years younger than us. About. So yeah, the band I think hit Duval. Was it like oh nine? 2008? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so I, you know, everyone like Duval said, everyone has a four loco story. But those those initial ones were out of this world crazy. Seemed, but I remember when the band was announced, people going and buying cases of them, so then they could flip them and sell them at parties be, before they you know got rid of all of them and just be, yeah. seeing people walk around parties with a case of four loco watermelons trying to sell them for five dollars a pop. You know when you could get them for two for five, but you know supply and demand kind of thing. So whew. And, and and when you sit back and you reflect on that, like imagine how drunk we used to get with those. Like with that, oh. the Mad Dogs, you know. I know, oh. I know, bringing up at that, and then you had the smearing off ice, Ooh. man. Like like, oh man, and, and that was like six bucks. Yeah. Oh, you were booming. Oh, that got you through the weekend. Oh, the the four loco two for five. Like literally, it, you, all you needed because I think it, I think it rang up as like four ninety eight. So all you needed was a five spot. <laughs> dangerous. And you and, 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 and yeah, absolutely. I mean, my one story I sort of remember was I was at my internship, got home late, everyone was already partied. I was dating Jerry at the time. We got to I got to her uh townhouse. Everybody had already been drinking, you know, since six, seven, eight. I got back from football Friday night. I got back at like eleven, twelve. I was like, okay, I gotta catch up. So I got my two strawberry lemonade four locos down the first one. And next thing I know, I wake up a wake up on her staircase. Like, that's where I fell asleep. That's how crazy those were. Because you thought you could, oh, let me catch up. There was no need to try to catch up with those oh. because whew, they came <laughs> and got you fast. And, and I'll tell you, to just a little tidbit on that, those are the only things that really made me black out. 
Like, I wouldn't remember shit. Like, and I don't know what it was. Like, now, granted, okay, maybe I take one or two shots with it, but I feel like the bulk of it was definitely the four loco. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I, I oh, don't yeah. remember, like, I would fall asleep, like, and, like, not have on what I went to sleep in, but I'd be in my bed, and I'd be like, yo, what is this? Like, yeah, it was rough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all right, we've got our four loco stories going, but Alex, tell us yeah. just a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you you know what you're doing now kind of thing, and then I know we'll dive into some Panther stuff here in a little bit. Oh yeah, well I'm uh, born and raised in Charlotte, so been here my whole life minus college. Went to the University of South Carolina, okay, for uh, undergrad and grad school. Picked the unfortunate major decision of accounting, but uh, <laughs> still doing that. So uh, I work at a company called DHG, do consulting. You know, not the most fun stuff, but pays the bills. Let me lets me have a good time, so. Can't complain too much. Nice. Uh, you know, in my, in my off time, you can catch me in a brewery, a concert, uh, any type of bass music, I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice. So what high school did you go to? I went to uh, Charlotte Christian. Okay, okay. Nice, oh, nice. Okay. Well, who were the stars there on the sports team when you were there? Um, Jeff Curry was uh, a couple years ahead of me, so I saw him play. Okay. I was too young for Steph. Um, and then we had a couple other guys. I don't know if anyone went big in college. Um, okay. Football team, I had some guys that were younger than me. That, uh, I had a buddy that was like a freshman All-American in Georgia. Okay. A guy named Jed Blazevich. Played a couple of dudes that went to college. But, um, yeah, I missed the star power a little bit. Okay. For a couple of years. No worries, no yeah, worries. Steph was real cool. Yeah. And uh, actually, a guy at NBA now, Anthony Gill, he plays for the Wizards. He was there when I was there, too. Okay. Um, I don't know. Nice. We got to see some good basketball. Yeah, we caught. I caught Steph because Davidson was in UNCG's conference at the time, and I remember when he was heating up, and we actually went and saw him play at the Coliseum, and it was just, just unreal. Like you know, we would pull within like seventeen, and then he would just <laughs> he would just step past half court, and just scoop scoop, and then you'd look down at your phone, you look up, and you'd be down twenty eight, and you're like, what just happened, kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah, I remember you know. He was the first big I remember seeing in college, kind of like, especially at UNCG, you weren't seeing a lot of the studs roll through him and who we were playing. So seeing him in college was pretty wild, too. So I bet seeing him in high school was even crazier. Because I think for Duvall, I mean, Duvall played against a lot of guys because he played in high school and stuff. But I think Ish Smith, for me, in high school was the one that was like, oh. And Jamie Skeen a little bit. but Jamie Skeen, yeah. So. Yeah. I left off one of my buddies. Uh, I had to play this guy, Matthias Farley didn't pick up football until his junior year and uh, ended up going to Notre Dame, started on their title team. He's been in the league since. Wow. Football until his junior, junior year. It was it was wild. That is pretty yeah. crazy. Sometimes it just clicks, right? <laughs> you, don't need, you, know, yeah. you don't need to bang your head too many times. Just if you're good enough, start your junior year and let it ride. <laughs> he must have had the size and speed and strength a little bit too. So yeah. I guess he just kind of just wrote it. So that that's really oh, good yeah. though. Yeah. All right, Charlotte so, Christian, you, I mean, ahead. I know you mentioned Charlotte Christian. I know that they did, um, and I know Jacob was talking about, like, I, I, I was born and raised, we're all, with the exception of G's, pretty much born and raised here in Charlotte. Um, so, like, in that window at Charlotte Christian, and I don't know if he would have been there when you were there, but he ended up going to Marshall, but he was on the plane. Too. I don't know if you knew Demir Pitts. Oh, yeah, I remember him. I yeah. don't know if I ever knew him, but I remember watching him play. He yeah, and then there was another guy. And he was older, I think, and I think you might not have been there. His name was Omar Carter. 
he ended oh, up going to yeah, he went to App. So, um, but yeah, Charlotte Christian definitely had some some really talented guys to come through there. So, yeah. um, great program and yeah. So, I bet. Go ahead, Jacob. No, no, you're good. You're good. So yeah, Alex asked before we we started recording too. He's like, hey, what do you think about these? Panther for ages moves, and I was like, hey, let's save it for the pod because we actually haven't really talked about it in a while. But, I mean, Alex, we'll let you get it off. You're the guest first. So what do you think the Panthers so far, free agency, what do you think they've done? Uh, well, I think good thing is we started addressing the offensive line. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> we got two multi-year starters, and uh, you know, we got the Bozeman guy from uh, the Ravens, and then I'm blanking on the guy's name from the Rams with the guards. I Austin, think that was a really good start. Austin Corbett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Bozeman can play center or guard. So I feel like, you know, we kind of solidified the interior of the line, which is good because you got Moten out there on the right. So yep. all of a sudden, line goes from looking like a big weakness to uh, potentially, you know, I don't know if I go as far as strength yet, but, uh, you know, not a liability. Yeah. Then I like the uh, getting some one year deals, or with, uh, I think Xavier Woods might have been a two or three year, but we got some low cost veterans on defense, but you can plug and play them. And uh, low key signing is that. Um, Iodonis guy from Washington. I think he was just buried behind some really good tackles, but uh, yeah. I think he has potentially be a really good starter. So I've, I've been a fan. Wish we could have kept uh, Reddick, but I don't know how the cap situation looks there. Yeah, I think with having to a pay DJ Moore, and then you're going to have to pay Brian mm-hmm. Burns coming up. And I know now yeah. the domino has fallen. You know, we did. We, I was cool with Deshaun not coming. I was. I'm good with yeah, it. Besides yeah. the besides giving up. All the picks, I didn't feel like, you know, at least Cleveland feels like, hey, they probably are just a quarterback away. Like, they had the roster to compete. Baker yeah. couldn't get it done. Deshaun minus, we'll see. He might get suspended the whole season. Who knows how that's going to shake out. That would be just the ultimate Cleveland thing if he does miss, like, eight to ten games for this after they gave up <laughs> six picks. But, again, I don't think the Panthers were close enough if they would have had to give it up six picks plus Burns plus, uh, you know, all the younger players, younger stars or whatever – I wasn't all down with that on top of all that, like just not the uncertainty of all the allegations, all that stuff. So yeah. cool to get past that. And I, I echo Alex. I mean, it sounds like they finally went out and got, and said last year they got Elflon and Irving on the first day of free agency. Guys who were like tweeners slash have never really been good. And they actually got guys that are have been good. Like Corbett started on the Super Bowl team. Yes. And then Bozeman has been starting either at guard or center for the Ravens and has been solid. And he went to Alabama and won a national championship there. And fun fact, I just read him and Corbett actually started on the same line at uh, the Senior Bowl when they were both there four oh, or five wow. years ago. So there's a cool little picture they put up because Bozeman was a uh, center and then Corbett was the left guard. So, yeah, I don't know if it's a strength. Like, Alex, I don't know if we want to go there, but it's definitely – Ten times better than what they went into and ended with last season. I mean, now yeah. the options are there to take either a left tackle at six or as it's heating up, you know, is it Pickett? Is it Willis? I really think th- this is the third year in a row the Panthers will be drafting in the top ten, and they haven't gotten a quarterback. They've swung and missed on trades. They've swung and missed trying to trade. They've swung and missed on a, the Deshaun Watt. They've Stafford said no. Watson said no. Darnold fleeced us. I mean, it's just sitting there. I don't know if a quarterback saves rules job, but I don't know how you can sit there and, and pick the top ten unless and not make and not seriously consider a guy like Malik Willis or even Pickett. I know some aren't as fascinated. He's not my favorite guy. I think Willis at least bring the juice and the excitement. But 
It'd be hard pressed. Yeah, Willis to, for sure. Yeah, it'd be hard pressed to pass on a quarterback when I feel like that's like the glaring need right now. Like, yes, we need a left tackle, but as the Bengals just showed, you can't get anywhere without at least a quarterback. And with somebody like Willis, you can run around a little bit and maybe get the left tackle next year in a draft or a free agency. So I have yeah, the defensive moves were great. Nothing too big. No big five, six-year deals, th- two, three, one-year mm-hmm. deals. Uh, getting middle lo- two middle linebackers, it seems. They realized mm-hmm. Carter wasn't it last year after they traded Perryman. So getting um, that guy from Jacksonville who seems like he's just a tackling mm-hmm. machine. And then Littleton, who was a stud, but who's been kind of in and out of the of the Raiders lineup the past year and a half. So now, And, and the cornerback room. I mean, that backfield has the potential. Potential can get you in trouble, but – J.C. Horn, C.J. Henderson, Dante Jackson, Miles Hartsfield, Chin, Xavier Woods. I mean, they're, and they're all 25 and younger. That's what's insane about yeah. it. I think Xavier yeah. Woods may be 26, but that's crazy. I mean, so it's there to be built. Now can the coaching staff put something together and win to be determined? What did we re-sign uh, D.J. Moore for? Wasn't he a four-year deal? <clears throat> He got a three-year extension, three year. but then it coupled with his uh, fourth or fifth-year rookie deal, we're paying him less than Christian Kirkskin. Yeah. So I'll take that as a, as right. a big yeah. bargain. Yeah. Is it being like a four-year, 71 yeah. million? Yeah. And to me, it was right where he deserved to be paid, right? Like, yep. he's not yeah, a top yeah. – he's, he he's not a top five receiver. He's not a bottom five receiver. He's definitely better than Christian Kirk, but Christian Kirk hit the open market, and Jacksonville just has to overpay to get people to come down there and play. But at least DJ Moore re-up, re-sign, and same with Dante Jackson. He got to test the waters and then realize, hey, I'm 26. I signed a three-year deal. I can hit the open market again at 29 and maybe cash in. And I think a lot of players are seeing that now. Instead of signing those five, six, seven-year deals, hit those two or three, and you can just keep cash in as long as your performance, you know. Yeah outplays those contracts so yeah and, and to add to that like i was very happy how they handled dj moore's extension yep. because i mean he'll hit the open market at what 27 yeah 28 so at that point he can still get a five-year 150 160 million dollars it might not be here might be here it depends on how it works out but if that's the case this is one of those like friendly deals like okay so we're going to get it before the storm settles because if he goes out there has an all-pro year this year then he could really demand that type of money so they kind of got to it before it happened which i appreciate because as a panthers organization you already know we tend to not do that type of shit like we end up waiting to the last minute they're like oh let's give him all this money and the next thing you know you're like oh man well which i think they'll probably do the same thing with burns too now burns has pro bowl so he might be trying to warn a little bit more depending on how he does this year. DJ Moore didn't. And he's a pass rusher. Yeah. And he's a pass rusher. So it, yeah. it, it just it just varies. So, um, you know, it, it going, going back to your question, overall, I think we've done a really good job. I think I've seen much. We've made strides this year's offseason versus last year's offseason. Um, I'm not all in on like, okay, this is like we're going to be really, really good this year because we still got a hole at the quarterback position and at the left tackle position. Mm-hmm. The defense really wasn't the issue. I think they had their moments, just like any team, they have at moments where they struggle. But in those times, the offense is supposed to be, be there to kind of help them out. 
the same way that if the offense is struggling, the defense is able to kind of pick up the pace. Um, I think, like you said, I, I don't know what they're going to do at six. I think it's only one of two things, and it's either going to be left tackle or it's going to be quarterback. Um, ideally, I would like a quarterback, but if there's a situation where somebody takes trades all the way up and takes the top two quarterbacks at two and three or one and two or whatever the case may be, that means a left tackle is falling. So now we're sitting at a left tackle, and we're just going to have to figure out what we're going to do at quarterback next year. You know, if that means we have to trade up next year or whatever the case is. But all in all, I, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with with what we've done so far. I'm not overly excited. You know, it's just like it's kind of one of those wait and see because you know injuries become a factor, and then also at the end of the day, the offensive line still got to protect somebody. So they just all got to come together and make sure they do what they're supposed to do. But all in all, it's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, and we forgot even to mention, like, we got Donta Foreman. We finally got that big back we've been missing mm-hmm. since Stewart became yes. washed up. And I feel like yeah. last year, you know, we were sitting here going, okay, McCaffrey got hurt, go out and get a big back. Go out. And they didn't. They didn't. They drafted Chuba, but Chuba wasn't really a big back. Like, he's a bigger, shorter dude, but he still a rookie running back who didn't have it all together, and he gets thrust. And, like, it, it kind of – you see – I know, Matt, they say Matt Rule's still in charge of a lot of personnel, but it kind of looked like Fitterer took over, right? Like, he was able yeah. to – like, the, all these signings were guys that uh, maybe Matt Rule – of course he's going to be okay with because they're football players, but it kind of looks like, hey, you just okay it, but these are the guys I'm going to go out and get. You know, like – I and I'm hoping they just let him focus more on coaching and not necessarily, you know – evaluating all the players because he just needs to focus solely on coaching as we've seen these first two years and let, you know, Fitterer and Dan Morgan and Suleiman and all them run the cap, run the player evaluations and all that kind of stuff. And we finally allegedly got a punter too. You know, we got one, one of the best, one of the best punters of all time came here because he got cut for the Rams, couldn't afford him anymore, you know, and he can throw the trick plays. You know, I just saw NFL put NFL Twitter put up a five-and-a-half-minute clip of him doing trick plays and throwing the ball. So that should be in the repertoire. But, you know, we've been worried about punters for, golly, since – Sauber. Sauber, yeah, I know. So at least, you know, this, you know he's, his stats have dipped a little bit in the, in the past couple of years, but still at least we can be consistent and not have to worry about those 22-yard shanks – and, and the team gets the ball in the 50 or the 40 opposing 45, and you're like, what's going on? Just tell Hecker just to boot the shit out of it, and we can get going. So I yeah. like those moves that they've done. Like you said, they look like they're there to improve, and it's helped that we've had cat space. You know, we don't have a lot of those big, enormous contracts that have been sitting on us. I think we're still paying maybe Trey Boston some money. Um, Khalil's finally off the books, so it's really good to be able to be players in free agency but not have to overspend on – a Christian Kirk just because you you're not drafting guys that aren't panning out. I mean, and that draft's looking pretty good. I mean, who's more got a second contract? Uh, they just re-signed Marquise Haynes. So Ian Thomas, Ian Thomas, Dante Jackson. Yeah. I mean, so, and Dante. Yeah. So yeah, it's always good when those draft picks can get re-signed. So at least you have some evaluation there, and it will they will miss Reddick, but I you know I think it would be hard to keep both Burns and Reddick. You obviously want to keep the younger guy and the guy you drafted. And I'm interested to see how Luvu, Marquise Haynes, uh, Yos, what was it, Great Gross Meadows get yeah. some burn. I mean, he was a second-round pick, so it's time to let those guys get some burn and shine 
And I think, like I said, you can't pay everybody. You got to cut some corners somewhere, and that's the way to do it. So the pieces are there. Definitely more exciting and feel good about it. But it is, as Duvall, you mentioned, there's a lot of scenarios that are going to, like you said, if somebody loves Willis and trades up in front of us, okay, and then someone gets picked, I don't think they'll go that high. Uh, I mean, I think the highest is two for Detroit, right? I think Willis could go two to Detroit. He's definitely yeah. definitely not going one to Jacksonville unless someone trades, but I don't think these quarterbacks are pulling that kind of Mac. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if anybody's going to pull the trigger on giving up a couple ones for that. Because what, last year Trey Lance was three ones? Three. Yeah, three. Three ones. So I don't know if, you know, again, the Niners felt like they were – you know, a, a player away, still got there with Jimmy G. Garoppolo, like, yeah. Uh, but we're not that a player. looks real bad. We're not a player away. But, I, again, Duvall, I won't be upset if someone did trade up or Willis went to the Detroit and they decide to wait, you know, pass on Pickett. I don't think they would. But if, I will not be upset with one of them left tackles sitting there at six. Uh, Neil from mm-hmm. Alabama, Cross from Mississippi State, Dude from NC State. I mean, I would be perfectly fine with that, Will, because we've been looking for a left tackle since Gross left, too, as well. So, I I wouldn't mind that. The only sucky part would be we'd have to watch Darnold play again. But I'm sure they've got a contingency plan of, are they going to sign Minshew? Are they going to sign somebody to compete? Because I don't think they're going to roll into the season with Darnold. Because right now it's just Darnold and P.J. Walker, and that's not final. So Absolutely not. Yeah, no. And and, and to add to that, I think – I think the one thing, the one key factor, which I I think in every scenario, competition brings out the best. So I think if they can do anything, bring a couple guys into camp at all positions, what they've already done at the defensive backfield, because if you've got Dante, you've got Horn, you've got Henderson. Okay, two of them were first-round draft picks. And I'm pretty sure Henderson doesn't want to be – he'll be a slot, but he would prefer to be on the outside just like yeah. Horn. So he's going to compete. That wide receiver room is going to be very competitive because, for one, you got DJ Moore getting money. You've got um, Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. Now you've got Terrence Marshall in the second year. Then they went out and got, was it Higgins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now you've got him, and then you brought back Zilstra. And so Shot Smith. All, and you've got Shot Smith. So that's going to be a competitive locker room there. So everybody's going to compete there. You still got a tight end where that's going to compete with Ian Thomas and uh, – Trimble. Yes. So you're good there. And then even the running back room. Okay, so you got McCaffrey, of course, the, the horse. But then you've got a rookie running back coming from last year from Chuba who played fairly well in a lot of games. And then you've got somebody else, Foreman, who's still fairly young, who still wants to prove himself. And he played well when Derrick Henry was out. Yeah. So you've got competition everywhere. And then on the defensive side, you've obviously got Shaq and all these other guys. And then you've went and got multiple linebackers. And I don't think they're going to do three linebackers out there with Chen that can make it move down into the box. So they're going to have to adjust that, too. I think they really put competition everywhere except for the quarterback position. And I beg them to bring in – I don't care who the hell it is. They got to bring somebody in that can compete with Darnold. Because last year they didn't want to do that because they felt like, hey, we wanted to give him the opportunity to really not look over his shoulder. Fuck that! Like you gotta, <laughs> yeah, you gotta make them compete. So I know that they're not gonna do that because it's obvious they know Donald wasn't the guy, and they've made back-to-back mistakes the past two years with Teddy B and now Donald. So they're like, hey, we gotta figure something out. So 
we hope they figure something out with that quarterback room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, I think now it's cooled off. I think now is the time. I don't think they necessarily do anything until the draft, right? Like, maybe they do, yeah. but I really think – and that left tackle spot, too. Like, you just saw Taron Armstead get the bag in Miami. Other than that, I mean, Dwayne Brown, you know, he's 36, old Seahawks guy. But, again, I think you just – unless he can get a deal somewhere else, you kind of just wait and say, okay, where we're at. Because there's some old heads out there. And worst case, you kick Brady Christian out there at left tackle – and you 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 have a guard and, and uh, Deontay Brown last year's sixth round pick. You got Corbett. You got some pieces. And I really like I said it. Just I think they're waiting to see what pieces fall and where they're going to go. If they go left tackle, then they won't have to sign a guy, right? They can just roll with that left tackle. If they go quarterback, they either kick Christensen out or they go and try to convince an, an older guy to come here or whatever it is to protect for a couple years. But I really think they're going to be conservative with their money now and just figure out kind of what's going to fall to them. And again, I think that. As I said earlier in the year, it, it hampers them a little bit not having a two and a three because, to me, if you did have a two and a three, you could say, okay, let's just take our best player available, left tackle, bang that out, and then maybe you go for Ritter or a Coral down in the second or third round because you'd be picking high in that second round. Well, that second yeah. round pick was Darnold. You know, the sixth pick in the second round could have gotten you that that third overall-rated quarterback. That You know what I'm saying? You could have been there. But not having that two and three kind of puts you in a bond of, okay, we might need to just go ahead and take that cue if we want mm-hmm. to bring the – you know, finally have that guy. We've tried to trade. We haven't gotten it. How do you get a guy, if no one wants to come here, you draft him because then he has to play here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, one thing to look at the draft, too, is potential trade back. You know, Ritter came from, um, I'm blanking on the Seattle Seahawks GM, but they traded back all the time yeah. mm-hmm. when uh, he was there. So I think that's another angle, you know, maybe a team jumps up to six, so like you step on those tackles quarterback, you can go back in the mid-team and pick another pick. That'd be my uh, preferred my outcome, personally. Yeah, I think it'd be, it's one of those, you know, chicken and the egg or well, two in the hand, one in the bush kind of scenarios. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's always, if you love a guy, you just stay there and take that guy no matter what pick you're at. Now, I wouldn't be mad about that either. If if the cues were off the board and you felt like you could maybe trade down a couple spots and you still wanted picking and he was there, but then, of course, you don't trade out of that spot if you know you can get that guy right then and there. And, let, yeah. you know, so, but, I, I you know, that to me right now it's, one, it's really tied, but I would not be mad between left tackle quarterback. And then that's 1A, 1B, and those are interchangeable. And then two is, yeah, the trade back. And I wouldn't be mad if they could pick up a two this year, a one next year, an extra three this year because we don't have it. I, you know, I'm cool with that as well. I just don't know if sitting at six, and you've heard Fritter talk about how an, you get an elite player. In legend, you're hoping for an elite game, you know, impact player. And, I, you know, do you weigh that pros and cons and what can you get and who can be there kind of thing as well? I wonder if that's where they, you know, ultimately go, okay, let's just take this stud left tackle or take the quarterback of the future now and roll with it. But a lot can change. I mean, we didn't even have Darnold on our team till Easter weekend last year, and then a lot changed for that. You know what I mean? Quarterback was on the board. We thought maybe a Fields or a Mac Jones. They made the trade, and it was more likely they weren't going to take the quarterback, and then they didn't. So, again, I just don't know if they can pass that up again after they let Fields and Jones go 
Yeah. Third year being in the top ten picking and not taking a quarterback, it's it'd be tough to sell. Yeah. And, and then as a as a coach, you gotta look there and say to yourself, like, okay, first of all, it, it's it's no secret that he's on the hot seat. So yeah. he's whatever route he's went over the past two years, clearly this shit had worked. Maybe it have worked at Temple or Baylor, but it's not working here. So if the quarterback is the best opportunity and the best available option, go for it. And I think Will he regret regret what he did not taking Jones or Fields last year? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Because if he takes Malik Willis and we take the hell off and saves his job, then but if he passes on him or passes on the left tackle, which I don't think he will pass on either of those no, two. Yeah. So yeah. If he if if he goes that route and then he flames out and gets fired week eight, then it's like, okay, well, I, I'm of the mindset, listen. You don't have any. You shouldn't have any regrets. And I think he'll never say anything, but he probably does have some regrets on some of the decisions that he's made. Oh, but I mean, I think that how I hope that he's learned from his mistakes, learned his lesson, and realized, okay, this is a totally different league, and that either I'm going to go left tackle or quarterback, the best available left tackle, or if I want to go quarterback, go quarterback. But if both of them are gone try and trade back and just get as many picks as possible to try and counter that. Because to your point, Jacob, when you were like, hey, if we didn't have Darnold, we'd had we'd had a two and a three. Hell, we could have went quarterback and then took packages that two and that three to trade back late into the first and got a tackle or another guard or something like that to try and still bolster that. And it would have been a totally different thing. But we take that one pick and then we don't pick again until day three. Yeah. Well, I mean, you I mean, know, you know, so. who, like you said, I, I think that the biggest one they regret, not necessarily the cues, but I think the Rashawn Slater one was the biggest one, right? Like, you can debate. I don't know behind that offensive line. I think Justin Fields would have gotten murdered just like Darnold did. F- Mac Jones probably would have gotten murdered just like Darnold did. So, to me, if you would have already taken that left tackle, you would have been set, right? Like, you would have been good with Slater sitting there. Now, again, yeah, you wouldn't have the horn. You know, again, there's a lot of different dominoes. How many wins? I mean, it just sucks that Horn went out week three because you really he looked great. He looked almost all pro esque, at least for a rookie shutting receivers down and everything. Yeah. So, I, you know, who knows? But still, if you're sitting there, let's just say it all evens out, and you're still sitting at six, it, it probably would be looking at maybe defensive end or quarterback, and you'd be sitting there doing this debate because you'd have your left tackle. So, or you look again, you look to trade down and get a, an interior lineman. So. Who knows, but there again, I think this is the defining pick of Matt Rule's tenure. You know, again, if if yeah. if, if Willis or Pickett, again, I, I haven't studied all their taping and, and I see good things on both, bad things on both. I really like I said, I won't be upset with it all. I know though, if we're really something about the last name that says Pickett, like throw an INT, Pickett, just doesn't sit right with me to be a quarterback in the NFL for going by name game here, right? Like just that's just on the surface, but who knows? I'll be behind whoever they pick because I'm tired of just being angry all the time. If he stinks, we know Rule will be out of there. And worst case, if he stinks that bad, that you do what the Cardinals did, you get the one pick, you trade him for you trade that guy for a three, and you take Bryce Young next year one overall, and we do this all over again. I mean, the Cardinals broke the ground when they did that, taking cues back to back in the top ten. So it's not like you'll be the first to ever do it, and that's just kind of the way I look at it. Keep swinging at quarterback 
because we haven't hit one since Cam Newton's foot injury in the Patriots game in that preseason game years and years ago. Yep. Yeah, you throw enough darts at the dartboard, at some point you're going to hit. Yes. So I'm with, I'm with And as much as I love the left tackle, I just keep going back to Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. Yes, if he had a left tackle, he may have hit Jamar Chase for the game with a touchdown. But they don't get there without, without Joe, Burrow. Joe Burrow. And he was sacked. Or Jamar Chase. Or Jamar Chase. But he was sacked mm-hmm. nine times against the Titans. And the Titans squandered that playoff game away. The Chiefs squandered it. But again, that moxie, that poise, that's what you need and what we've lacked since Cam's shoulder and foot and everything just kind of yep. fell off. You know? And I, I know... I'd love to see, you know, Malik was in his 7-on-7 team. If you if you draft Malik, bring Cam in as a little mentor, ship Darnold off, or just have him be the emergency three, whatever it may be. But something along those lines I think would be cool to build some bridges back on a lot of the, the tearing down they've done. And maybe they do, maybe they don't. And it sounds like they're still in contact with Cam. I think a lot of this is going to come down to what happens. What they do. And yeah, I, wish they would, I wish they would have done this last year and waited for that Darnold trade till after the draft, right? Because I feel like they wouldn't have had to give up a two, a four, and a six. They could have maybe just given up a three for Darnold. Hell, Matt Ryan just went to Indianapolis for a three. Yes. Yes. (laughs) If they could have waited, they could have, like I said, it could have been a lot less to trade away knowing that the Jets weren't going to keep Wilson and Darnold on the same team. And hopefully, talk about learning from mistakes, hopefully Fitterer Duvall has... Learn from his mistakes. He see like he has, and I like the trading, but sometimes the best deals made are the ones you don't make. And I go back to that with the Deshaun Watson one. I'm glad that deal didn't go on. Guaranteeing him 230 million, fully guaranteed with so much shenanigans still available, would have just been bad business. No, I could have done. Yeah. No. So I give I give Tepper a little credit for balking at that. Demand, even though he was all up in Deshaun Watson's jock throughout for for the past two years or whatever it's been since he requested a trade. So, yeah, I mean, and the dominoes effect. Now we got Baker out there. We got Matty Ice in Indianapolis. It's been kind of a a wild quarterback carousel. Mariota's in Atlanta. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's who I wanted really badly. Yeah, Mariota would have been. Mariota. I wouldn't have had a problem with him either. Yeah. No. I was surprised. Then I would have. Fitzpatrick. Throw it out there. He's he's so old, man. Yeah. He's so I just Yeah, he's better than Darnold. Fair, I'll agree he's better, but man, he couldn't even make it through what? Like one one two quarters last year till his hit blew out. So I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I think Fitzpatrick's a good deal if if you get through halfway through the season, similar to we brought Cam back, like when we did Vinny Testaverde years ago, you just trying to just save face. You just signed Fitzpatrick week yeah. ten. Just to try to like have some excitement or something like that along the lines, but yeah, it, to me it's either a Minshew or Cam coming back. Minshew. Say what? Mm-hmm. I said I'd love to get Minshew. I think that'd be good. I mean, I wish, would be good. I wish they would have. Worst case, you have a good backup for Malik. Yeah, I, I wish they would have just traded for Minshew instead of Darnold. Initially, jump. instead of Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. Minshew led them to the number one overall pick the year before. He could have at least got us somewhere to the number Top one overall three? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Top three. So, but yeah, man, it's wild, 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 wild off season we've got going on. So, 
That's the craziest of my lifetime, I would say. Okay. Free agency, like two weeks. The trade, yeah. Star power yet. And the trade, yeah, yeah. I mean, Von Miller going to the Bills for tons of money at 33 years old. And I was like, yo, like, you know, he's kind of low key on his last leg. Like, I did not think he was going to get that type of money. I was like, okay, he got like a two year, like 35 million. I'm like, damn, they gave this one another hundred million. Oh, okay. Let's see how much of that he only really three year and like I think fifty eight million guaranteed. You look at all these contracts; it's all a bunch of BS. Yeah, look at the actual. Yeah, it's just a lot of incentives. Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, is like five one forty eight, but it's really it's in reality like a three year, and I think it's like eighty million guaranteed, or maybe even like seventy million. Yeah, so all these numbers are—it's all—it's all bogus. And, and see, so you got to think about most of that. Most of that money they're not going to see. They only really going to see the guaranteed money now, unless they yeah. have like outrageous seasons and they win the triple crown, they win a Super Bowl, they you know lead the league and all, all this other shit. All these now then he might see a little bit of that, but you'd have to do that for the whole five year span for you to at least see a hundred and twenty, a hundred and thirty million of that, and some of that you're still not going to see. So yeah, yeah you know. At least he got his guaranteed money. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, Devontae Adams going to the Raiders was wild. Lincoln back up with Carr. You know, his college quarterback. Uh, Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. Yes. I mean, that that, Khalil that was Mack to the Chargers. Khalil Mack to the yes. Chargers was a good one. I mean, that, the Bears, it looked like, are going to have, like, $150 million next year in cap space. And they've got the rookie quarterback on the rookie deal. And that's what brings me back to the Panthers. I mean, they're building up this defense – if they get a quarterback on a rookie deal, I mean, then you're really talking about being able to use your assets to surround him. And if you don't get that left tackle this year, you may be able to pay or trade for one and pay for one coming up because you'll be able to have that, you know, rookie deal contract and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, but, I mean, Ruster, Bron- I mean, at least, you know, the Seahawks did it because they knew he didn't want to re-sign there. So, smart move by them getting the picks. I think it's hilarious they're picking one spot. It's either ahead or behind, below, below where they should ahead. be picking because of the Jamal Adams trade. Oh, shit. So it's really not. <laughs> so they, they really just yeah. traded, like, in a weird way. They got Jamal Adams, but traded a one away, but then got the one back for trading away Russell Wilson because I think it's like <laughs> they're like they're supposed to be eighth. And they're actually now picking ninth it's, or whatever. I think it's ten and nine. Ten and nine, okay. It's ten and nine. So the uh, the Jets got picked ten from the yeah. Seahawks and Adam Strake. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So when you when you actually I saw something on uh, some meme went around. The Jets got more for Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold than the Seahawks got for Russell Wilson. Wow. And that's criminal. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Jets... Seahawks didn't really get much. No. Well, they got a uh, they got two ones. Two twos, and they got Noah Fant, Drew Locke, yeah. Shelby Harris. Only fans, only one's got, you know, in my opinion, really long term potential. Yeah, I mean, Shelby I think, Harris is good, but he's, he's older. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's it always depends on how those dra- how they use the draft picks. You know, I remember that year the uh, Washington traded all those picks for RG three, and it really was one of the equalest trades because the Rams did nothing. All their draft picks were bums. And then RG3 blew his knee out, and it was literally just like one of those, like, no one did any good on that trade whatsoever. So 
how they use those picks. Same with the Jets now with all the picks they've had. How are they going to use them right? Do they gain more picks? Do they draft the right players? So, I mean, that's. I think the Broncos looked at it as they passed over, similar to us, Justin Fields, Mac Jones last year. They took the corner, and now they just said, all right, fuck it. We're going to go try to get this quarterback, and if it doesn't work, you know, hey, we swung and at least got a guy that's a top 10 quarterback on some good days, so. Yeah. Fair enough. And I, now we'll see what, you know, Aaron Rodgers with, uh, without Devontae, I mean, are they going to take a receiver in the first round? Probably not. They'll probably go two defensive players and then a receiver in the second round just to just to shake things up, but. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot, and, and I'm trying to be optimistic about the Panthers, man. You know, last year was just tough, and, you know, I was still concerned about Donald just because I was just like, he was running for his life in New York, and we didn't really do a lot to help him from not running from his life again here in Charlotte. So um, I'm just glad they finally addressed it. I feel like they finally listened to some fans on Twitter or whatever the hell – Emails, whatever. <laughs> whatever social media. Think about it. We've been banging for help for the longest. Like, we just haven't gotten it. The last decent left tackle we had was Jeff Otop. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was right Michael tackle. Orr. Yeah. Michael Orr. Yeah. You know, so it's it, – but like I said, Cam covered a lot of those deficiencies, which is why they didn't have to necessarily pay or draft any linemen, offensive linemen. So now it's like, okay, so now – you realize you, if you go get, I mean, if you go get Malik Willis, will he be able to cover a little bit? Probably so, because he's a little bit mobile. You yeah. may be able to scheme a little bit. Pickett's a little mobile, too, so you might be able to scheme a little bit. Hell, Donald's a little mobile, too, so you could probably scheme a little bit for him, too. But, like, at least, I, I, I think they, I think, like you said earlier, Jacob, I really think Fitter's really kind of put his stamp on this shit. Like, hey, listen, man, you focus on this. If you lose your job, it's because you coach and you can't put it on yep. nothing else. But yep. you could coach. Yep. That's yeah. I think that's where it's leading this year. Like it's going to be up, yep. up to the coaching to finally prove themselves mm-hmm. and say, "All right, are we here?" Kept them around for that third year. It was always the third year. Matt Rule, he always talked about third year, third year, third year. That's what everyone preaches coming out of there. So here it is. They're going to give them the best of the ability at least short up everything to where there's no glaring, glaring holes. Now, injuries, yes, they're going to happen. That's football, how it's going to go. But, you know, it's going to come down to that and, and how it all shakes out. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting these next month. Like, you've got a month and a half away from the draft. What are they going to do? How are they going to fill it? Um, so, yeah, that's that's where it's at. Alex, you got anything else you uh, you want to talk about? Right now? No, we cover free agency. That's my big thing. <laughs> so I've, been, so I've, been, uh, I've been glued to checking ESPN updates the last two weeks. So Yeah. I mean, it definitely was a, a weird time as a Panthers fan with the Deshaun Watson news. I mean, yeah. it was just kind of like I got to the point where I just wanted him to make a decision. Because yeah. it was like, first, obviously, I didn't want it to happen. I, I'm not a big fan of giving away that much, especially right. if you're not – if you don't feel like you're one player away and they weren't. I mean, he still was going to be running for his life. And, you know, let's be honest, the last time he played, he was on a four – or no, the last time he played was when the Chiefs came back 
from 24-0 and beat them. But even the season before that, they were 4-12, and and he he played at a Pro Bowl level, but he didn't – they were 4-12. and So I, yeah. my, my worry was when – Say what? Was it flip-flop? Was it the opposite? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did four and twelve the year after. Okay, so when, uh, O'Brien the, lost his mind with the GM. That's right, train away hop. He started rid of D Hop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so yeah. he uh, looks like our team trying to find a quarterback. Yeah, and that and yeah. see that's what I was worried about is last time he played, then he was four and twelve, and what was different from that team coming here? We can argue Bill O'Brien's a better head coach than Matt Rule's been. Now, yeah, we got the DJ Moore, but he was literally going to be running from his life. It really came down to the money. It seemed like with Deshaun, all of it guaranteed because he's, you know, we were in the running up till the final couple of days. But yeah. yeah, I just my biggest fear would have been trading away that those those ones, and all of a sudden he blows his knee out, or we're four and twelve, and we're sitting there at pick three, just like the Texans were when uh, who had it? The Dolphins had their pick last year, or whatever it was, and sat there with that fourth overall or fifth overall because they were four and twelve, and just being like, dang. That that could if they would have had that pick, maybe they can show Deshaun. Hey, we're gonna take that left tackle. Hey, we're gonna take a receiver for you. Whatever it was, Jalen Waddle, uh, uh, Dante Smith, or whatever it was. But they didn't have the pick, and he just didn't want to be there. So, yeah, that was that was tough. So finally, getting to a actual decision was the best thing, and just going. All right, let's move on. Yeah, right. I'm with you, and and I, and like you said, I, I just didn't want to give up too much. Like like. I just didn't want to give up our entire like future for somebody that we don't know. Now, granted, it's yet great talent. Abs- abs- that too, G. Like, but like yeah. great talent, but like, will we not get him till week eight? Yeah. You know, and then if you get him for week eight, he's still like, okay, so we might be, you know, four and four or, or two and six at that point. So it's like, okay, so we got one year down. But yeah, he got all this guaranteed money, but we gave away so many picks. So it's not like we're looking forward to the draft and kind of yeah. helping him. It's like, well. Yeah. What are we doing? So, you know, on one hand, you know, it, it, it was it was interesting at least to see them have some type of aggression to try and do something. But on the other hand, I'm actually thankful that it didn't go through. Uh, and, and we do have all our picks. Unfortunately, don't have a second and third, but at least we got this year's first, next year's first, and the following year's first. Yeah. Like, if we wouldn't, we had to give that shit up. Well, and just we, we've got this – they've preached building through this defense – for the past damn four years, it seems like. And if you would have given yep. up Derek Brown, uh, Brian Burns, J.C. Horn, it would have been like, then where do you go from there, too? Like you said, Duvall, we'd have been sitting back going, oh, damn, okay, we got our quarterback, but now we got to pay him all this money, but how are we going to fill these holes? And now we don't have picks to get players on cheap deals. And so, yeah, it just yep. it, it didn't make sense. I understood why they did it, but it just didn't make sense for what they were going to give up to give all that up. For a guy who's 26, who in all honestly, how many more years do you think he's going to play at an elite level at 26 and the way he plays? I don't know. Right. I mean, he's not going to 36, you know. No. And he's still no. coming. He's still got a bad – he's got a bad – he's still got an ACL. A couple so bad like, knees, yeah. how that's going to go. Yeah. I mean, Todd Gurley was good a couple years after his, and then once he developed arthritis, you see where he's at now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Good point. Oh. Yeah. I All think right. the other thing is just the fan backlash too. Oh yeah, you know, there's yes, a lot, absolutely. so much fan backlash and like where you have, don't have the best fan base, take a lot of fickle fans. They bring him in, you know, really no one at the home games. Yeah, so and it, it was just a weird scenario of like trying to toe that line. And we've all been there, a sports fan. You know, the Greg Hardy thing happened. 
different yeah. scenarios, but just having to toe that line and like talk to your your mom about it or your girlfriend or your wife or your daughter or whoever's in your life about, oh yeah, I'm cheering for this guy, but he's a certified freako, like sicko mind, like some of that stuff that, you know, everybody's got their own little kinks and stuff they don't want to put on blast, but his was, didn't seem too consensual a lot of the time, so it's just like, yeah. ah, you know, but. Stay away. And that's the thing, you know, it, it, it'd be one thing if it was like one allegation. It was 22. So like, like, yeah. So there's like, okay, you know, even even if regardless of how you look at it, if half of them shits was valid, like, yeah. it's still terrible. Like, yeah. you know, that's terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's a tough spot. And I was like, I just don't want to be a part yes. of a fan base of, like, half the fans was already on a fence with Cam yeah. on the shit he did. So then we bring in another guy who it might even be more that are on the fence about whatever he does. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. you know, and of course, everything would kind of, of course, Jacob, and we all know winning changes everything. You know, you see what happened with Ben Roethlisberger. A lot yeah. of the shit that he did was erased because of that. Ray Lewis, all of them, because they were winners. But like, initially, you're going to be like, hey, man, listen, I don't know about this shit. Yeah. I don't know. So. Yeah. Roethlisberger had the one, right, in the bathroom, allegedly, <laughs> this is, you know, I don't know, you know, not to get to, but yeah, the the, the number is wild, so that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Ray Lewis, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about you, brother, but okay, yeah. 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Yep. All right, Jeeves, you got the horn. I do. All right, hit it. There we go. In, from the detention center, there we go. Jeeves with the <laughs> horn. We got the warehouse <laughs> distillery, wine on the bridge, notebook. So, all right, Squid, Alex Squid, you go pick a question while you're looking, or even if you already picked one, no worries. We're going to do a little housewarming. Oh, I got one. All right, so while you wait, let's do a little housewarming. Uh, Our bracket challenge, top 15, the number one guys right here today, Duvall with the lead so far. He does have the highest possible points remaining, so he's got the highest chance to win. We'll see how the tables turn come when are games? Games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday again? Or is it just... Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. There's a reason why I ain't saying shit, because I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So we got Duvall first. Our winner of the NFL pick em, Eddie Hutto's in second. Stevie Mooney's third. Paris is fourth. Uh, Alan Henson fifth. Taylor Hurley sixth. Logan seventh. Chris Brittany uh, Enard's Chris is eighth. Chris Mike in ninth. A lot of double names and symbol, you know, it's just wild back to back to backs here. Nate tenth, Cosby eleventh, Candace twelfth. Jeeves, is that your grandma? I have no idea. Okay. I lo- I looked at it because I saw <laughs> it and Who I looked at it and grandma? they actually have like a picture yeah. on there and I, I don't know. It who says it is. so thirteenth, it says J, and the email is like Jay's girl. And I was like, oh, so then did I, I thought that was uh, your girlfriend. And I was like, nah, uh-huh. she probably would have put her real name. But then I realized your grandma's Instagram handle is like Joy J or Love J or something like that. So yeah, then I Joy, thought, wait. Joy, Joy J. Joy J. So I thought, oh, well, maybe it's Jeeves' grandma. So confirm it's not your grandma. Nope. Okay. So I have no idea who 13th is, Jay, Jay's bracket or whatever it is. Jeeves is then, like I said, these fo- funny follow-ups. Jeeves is in 14th. Right behind the the mystery J, and then Tyler Franken fifteenth. I'm way down at the bottom. 
So nowhere to be seen. Let y'all try to win one of these trophies out here. Even Jeeves has won the pick them before. Back in the day, so that's see if before, he can, that was before pre-trophy man. Pete, Pete, pre-trophy man and T-shirt. That's right, but he's got Everything his name on the trophy, so yep. yeah. All right, Squid man, what's your question? All right, I'm going with one from uh, Abe Castillo. If you had a time machine, what date and time would you revisit? Ooh, this can go so many ways of what you would want to do. Because I think of the uh, Back to the Future 3 where Biff finds the almanac, the sports almanac, and he, and he okay. uses the almanac to then bet on all the games and win everything, right? So I yeah. feel like I'd go back if we're going to go on that. That's just kind of the first thing because that'd be wild to just know the outcomes of games and be able to put your house on the line uh-huh. and just bet yeah. everything and just know you're going to win. Cause that's, but the pure that's why people love to gamble is because – you can do that and lose, and you can do that and win. So it's a back and forth there. But yeah. I would let's you know go back. Let's say like before uh, Tom Brady gets drafted, right? And you just put a lot of money on. All right, he's gonna he's gonna be pick one ninety nine, and just start it off slow and win a couple grand there, and then kind of start betting on the Patriots and all a couple throw some Super Bowl bets down. I feel like by then, then you. You would know a lot more other things. I mean, you could bet on every sport kind of thing. So you just pick your poison of when you want to go back. And then at that point, he came into the league in 2003. I'd be in high school. We'd be running everybody out of high school. Then you go to college, and you could just live lavishly through college because you'd be able to bet on every game with the almanac. And you just be, you know, start investing in the Apple stock. And, you know, all the stocks that get into Uber, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that would be right in the prime time I'd go back. Somewhere right before – the drafts of uh, Tom Brady to get a little almanac there, and then we could – I don't know if he means, like, live from there again or whatever, but that would be what I took from that. Well, yeah, I was, I'm, I was I'm, actually on the same track. Yeah, go ahead, um, G. Go ahead. But I was I was on the same track doing that for, with, like, Michael Jordan. Like, mm. when, he come out, when he come out of, like, uh, uh, Carolina right after 82, he won the championship in 82 with them. And then he gets drafted with the Bulls and then goes through all his shenanigans with the Bulls, retiring, going to play baseball, coming back, you know. So I was on the same track as Jake, but with Michael Jordan, going back through that, that, that at 82, 82, 83 era. Okay. So you kind of stole my th- thunder. I, I would say <laughs> similar to that, but I would just go back to the year I was born. So, like, I, and I would be able to bet on all the sporting events. Because you got the Jordan era, you got the whole retirement, and he going to play baseball. So then I would know who won the two uh, championships those two years that he retired. Like I would know so much then. Um, at that point, I would be a kid. So then I could say, "Hey, the money that y'all were giving me as a kid." Now, of course, I'm just you know extending on whatever question it was. But <laughs> hey, I'm gonna take this money. I'm gonna put it on. The Bulls beating, you know, the the uh, yes, yeah. are be, being the Suns in six. Are I'm gonna put this on them beating the Pistons and then beating the Lakers in six. And you know, I'm gonna do this. Okay, you're gonna take my allowance and I'm putting this. Fifteen dollars is gonna win me a thousand dollars. Mom, you're gonna put this here. You're gonna put this there. You know, and then once you get ready to go. Year 2K, okay, I'm going to know how many record sales Will Smith is going to sell off of Will Inium, which was a 
great album. And then I can just say, hey, this is what I would do. But it's gonna blow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, w- I would really be along all of those lines. Like, Jacob, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, I would go back to a point that, to me, in my eyes, that was a moment where I didn't necessarily appreciate it as much because I was a kid. But yeah. now that I've watched The Last Dance and I've gotten older and I really look at the game a totally different way, I'm able to look at basketball, football, hell, baseball. I can do the Braves. I'm a Braves fan. Like, I could look at shit totally different during that era, and I could appreciate it a lot more. And I could sit and witness, just so you know, Jordan's going to be sick this game. And they're going to be like, oh, shit, how do you know that? Don't worry about it. Just know. And yeah. the next thing you know, oh, he's got flu-like symptoms, and everybody's looking at me at the bar like, yeah, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that that's what I would do. What you got, Squid? I'm going to take a slightly different page here. Uh, so I would go back to the Panthers 2003 Super Bowl, and I mm. think nine times out of ten, John Casey doesn't kick that ball out of bounds, and we went to Super Bowl. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you on that. Do something like tell Casey to, to focus or sniff some smelling sauce yeah. or something because, yeah, man, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. I mean, the guy just all reliable, won so many games with us that season, and – that was like I think that might have been like the first time I felt like true heartache, man. Like just sad. I cried myself to sleep. Yeah, man. I remember it. And I remember having to go to school the next day too, being in, like I guess you were what were you in elementary or middle school? Yeah, I was uh fourth grade. Fourth grade, yeah. I was we were we were freshmen in high school. Freshmen remember, in high school, yeah. I remember having to go to school the next day. I remember we I had to take like a oh the health class and we had a quiz and the Bonus point was like the final score of the Super Bowl, Ooh. yeah, Ooh. and having to write that because I knew the final score engraved in my mind. But to get a bonus point, you got to write it down. But just like pouring salt in the wound from the teacher, and she didn't really care about the game. She was just doing it for a bonus point because hey, pop culture reference, make it fun. And I was, you know, so I feel you on that. Figure something out to make sure Casey can't kick that thing out of bounds. Yeah. Do on that. But, the tough part is, is you might not be able to alter the future. So that's the thing. So now if you can alter it, obviously, as we're going through from 89 or whatever you chose up until then, I would yell, I would, I would yell down to the field because I would have the revenue to be at the game. Hey, Chip Von Miller. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> kick the shit out of the end zone. Yeah. Just, you know, like, but if I didn't, and I didn't have that ability. I would say, hey, listen, I just want you to know, on this play, Von Miller's about the he's going to finish with this sack. He's going to finish with MVP because of this, 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 that, and the other. And I'm, I'm not still not be a Panthers fan, but I know what's going to happen. Yeah, you know? I tell Michael Orr to get some longer cleats so he ain't skidding across the ground like he's on ice skates or whatever it was in Super yes. Bowl. And, and tell Jonathan Stewart to hit a different hole so he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Tell, yeah. tell the ref that was actually a catch. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Yes. Because it was a catch. Uh, it was a catch. Yeah, it's, it's unreal that that was not a catch. And that two plays later is the strip sack fumble for a touchdown. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, this was a good one there, Squid, man. It was good. Appreciate you yeah, stopping by, man. I'd love to be back. Appreciate you bringing me out. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get you over here for Siberio Cart. Get you on the YouTube channel. Get you out on a brewery review next time we hit one up in the Charlotte area or surrounding areas and all that stuff. So, yeah, man, we'll definitely have to do that. 
All right, and I think, did we, uh, I don't know if we, where can people find you on the social medias if you want to be found? Uh, Instagram, Squiddy70, two Ds. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> All right, well, I'll be, I'll be tagging you and everything for the next week or so, and uh, stay after a little bit once I hit stop record so I can get a, we can pose for a screen grab. But other than that, Duval, man, how do we end the pod? Peace.